Oh, what a good wife. What, what's happening? Uh, Tiff brought me a blanket because it is fucking freezing down here, Mike. Oh, She's that's good. She's an excellent that's wife. Great. How sweet. I know. So sweet. Now I feel all snuggly. Thanks, Tiff. <laughs> now give him a cookie and some more milk. <laughs> She just laughed, Mike, and now she's leaving. Oh, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laban. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Now, before I ask how you're doing, sir, I gotta, I gotta throw this one out. Okay. I, I have to preemptively apologize to you and to our listeners for the possibility of some background interruptions that will happen during the recording of this podcast. Oh, are you suggesting like baby cries or something like that? No, I am suggesting the fact that there is a mouse in our house and he is situated in the vent that's in the kitchen Right next to where the cat food dishes are. Right. We, we're, we're assuming that there's a smorgasbord of food that has fallen from cat dishes into the vent, and he's just having himself a time. Well, it is directly above where I am sitting, so there's a fairly good chance that you may hear him scuttling around the vents uh, <laughs> while we are doing our record. Well, let me, let me ask this question, Mike. You live in a house that has three cats. How does a mouse make it in there? It, it's, it's, he certainly attracted the attention of the three cats. You can tell which cats have the highest prey drive by the fact <laughs> of Dante. Dante, once he found out that the mouse was there, has not left the vent. Like he is like curled around the vent and constant. Like like I put his food dish on top of the vent and he pushed it out of the way. Oh, okay. All because right. he needed to see inside the vent where this where this mouse was. I would say Hudson comes in number two. He was the first to discover that the mouse was there. And Kratos, Kratos, I think he just came over because that's what everybody else was doing. Because he's the fat, lazy one. And he's sort of given up and is now sleeping in the in the baby's crib. Just waiting for the mouse so. to crawl into his mouth, basically. I think so. Yeah. I think so. But he's, the mouse has kind of been running around in the vent in the kitchen. There was a point when we did, we put all of the... The cats in another room because I mean, we're we're gonna try to rescue the mouse from the vents because my my worst nightmare is the mouse follows the vents back to the furnace and suddenly we have you know the stench of burnt mouse in the all the vent system. <laughs> so we were going to attempt to rescue the mouse and and put him outside. I was just gonna put him in a container and just kind of take him out and put him in the park across the street and hope that he doesn't find his way back into the house. But Laura was like, no, if you got if you try to grab him with your hands, all he's gonna do is is bite you and you're gonna get rabies and you're gonna pass it on to the baby and we're all gonna die. So she had this whole th- thing that she made. She took like a like a not a leather glove, but a pleather glove, and she wrapped a scarf around it and she was gonna scoop him out with that in the container. And of course, in the time it took us to put together this pleather glove scarf contraption, right. it went back further into the vent where we couldn't get to it. So we just kind of gave up on trying to catch it for a while. But the you can tell when it's back because the cats are all wrapped around the vent waiting for him to come back. And he's brazen. He doesn't care. Like he'll get up, like he climbs on the vent, like just hangs off the vent. Right. You can see him. He's a fat little guy too. 
And and the cats are like pawing at him because they can't do anything. He's in the vent, like he's there's a, a grate in the way, so they can't get to him. But he's just like, whatever, I'm right here. You can't get me. And like he's hanging off the grate, little bastard. Yeah, a little, little e- evil Knievel of the uh, the mouse world, basically. Yeah. So it's I mean it's not the first mouse we've had in the house, but considering where he's located, I thought I would bring that up as a disclaimer of oh, if there's any weird like in the background, it's the mouse immediately above my head right okay all right so with that in mind how are you doing sir good i'm freezing (laughs) it's cold in the basement so luckily my wife brought me down a nice blanket so i can stay warm to talk with you mike oh well that was very sweet of i know i know and then speaking of delicious meals for you know for Mm -hmm. cats but in this case for us you know we went out to dinner on friday was it friday yes it was friday we we did not go to the burrito place that you went to without us last time. No. I guess you guys didn't want to go there again after you'd just gone I, instead of waiting for us to go I don't back know. Again. I would have gone back again. I think I think Tiff just asked Laura what she wanted to do and went to the works instead. I don't know. I, th- I think what it boiled down to was the works has Beyond Burgers, and she's really a big fan of those Beyond Burgers. Right. Okay. So. Well, you have no one to blame but your own wife, Mike. That's... That's what it is. Well, whatever. I'm just happy that we all got to, <laughs> yeah, to it hang was out. And, and then we, and we discovered during that trip that Ben is apparently a ladies man because he was yes. flirting with the waitress and that random group of girls waiting for a table, you mm-hmm. know, just constantly was smiling at them the whole time and couldn't keep his eyes off them. And that uh, older gentleman at the table next to us, he's flirting with him too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he basically came and gave him like a little bro high five kind of thing. Yeah, he was yeah. like, great job, buddy. Yeah, yeah checking yeah. out that waitress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was It was a little bit of a weird interaction, I, I think. Well, it's funny. I, I don't know if, if it's just that I've noticed more because I have my own child and I'm all worried about like, oh, man, will my baby be making too much noise and, and piss people off? But there was a few babies in the restaurant, including a baby in full camouflage in the, in the booth next to us. Oh, I didn't even I see that you, one. Yeah, yeah, the booth, not not like the one behind you, but the booth across from us, there was a, a baby in a full camouflage outfit. I don't know if they had just come back from a hunting trip or what, but that baby was about the size of Ben and, and just like, you know, he was ready well, for a weekend out on the quad. And, elk just before the meal, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's having elk burgers for dinner. and Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I did notice that there was a bunch of kids. So that must be sort of the sweet spot is like that five o'clock dinner time or something. Yeah. Get it done before it's time for bed. And yeah, that's right. Well, because I know for us, like Ben goes to bed at seven now. That's kind of the thing. I think we brought it up last time. Uh, Right. But you were saying that you guys are starting to do a little bit more sleep scheduling now. Yes. So Laura found an app called Huckleberry. Like, like all, every time I hear the name of the app, all I can think of is, like, Doc Holliday and, like, Wyatt Earp. Right. Yeah, where he's like, I'm your huckleberry. You know, that whole weird <laughs> yeah, That whole thing, yeah. Yeah, well, it's just like, who called, what is, who, where did that come from? You know, just, I'm your huckleberry. Okay. Does this have anything to do with that? Is that why the app is, because the baby's the huckleberry? I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I might be reading too much into the name. Anyway, the app called Huckleberry. This is, this is, it's not like, you know, they're paying us to talk about this. This is not some kind of crazy plug where I just keep saying Huckleberry over and over again in some attempt to get you to use it. I don't even know if there's any sort of monetization involved in the, in the app, but I do know that we've been tracking the baby's sleep in it and it's been fantastic because what's, what's happened lately is William 
used to cue. You would he would let you know when it was time for sleep. He'd rub his eyes. Sure, yeah. And he'd get he he'd get a little fussy, and it'd be like, oh, okay, time to put this baby down. Well, as he's been getting older, his cues have started to go away, and you don't realize that he's tired until he's overtired and is going crazy, and like it's impossible to put him down to sleep you'll be trying to get him down to sleep for like 40 minutes before he even goes down and then when he finally does go down he's only down for like 20 minutes right so what happens with this huckleberry app is it takes the information of when the last time he was asleep was and it adapts to when you know when he should be sleeping and it tells you if you're trying to get him to nap three times a day, this is the next time that you need to nap him at. If you're trying to nap him four times a day, you need him to, to go out and nap at this time. So what we've been kind of doing just to see how it does is we've been kind of aiming between the times. So if it says, oh, you're going to he needs a nap at eight if you're doing three times, but 820 if he's doing four times, then we'll put him to bed at 810 and see what happens. Oh, like kind like of a thing. nice time bed well yeah just like whenever just i'm just giving examples oh okay okay and and we've had so far quite a lot of luck with it we we've put him down like today was a great example every time we put him down he was out within three minutes of being put down right and he slept for an hour each time well that's so bad. so how long yeah. like uh, does it give you suggestions as to why you would nap him three times versus four versus five? Or is it just you pick a number and we'll just tell you the time? Not really. I mean, I'm not the one using the app. I'm just kind of following what Laura's been doing. Because Laura's like, I've done this tw- a few days this week and it was great. Like, perfect example. We did it Thursday and he he was out at nine o'clock like we normally put him to bed at like 11 o'clock and that's him for the end of the night we put him to bed at nine and that was him for the end of the night right so that's crazy for us for him to be out for that long and then friday we went out so as soon as we went out he missed his nap time and he did not go quite down the same way i think it was around 10 o'clock that he finally went to bed and then yesterday we actually went to the mall and he missed two periods, two nap periods. And it was a mess trying to get him to sleep at any <laughs> point the whole day. And then today we got him back on the on the schedule and he's been a dream. Now, I don't know because Laura told me that she was going to try and put him down at eight, which was about the time that you and I were going to start recording. So he could be down right now and he could be down for the night at this point, which would be crazy because it'd be the earliest we've gotten him down to sleep and it would be the longest he slept because he's still like even if we've put him to bed at nine o'clock he's still waking up at 8 30 the next day yeah which is great like it's nuts that we're getting such sleep out of him like it's it's finally getting close to the level of sleep that you guys are getting out of your your kid. yeah that's right that whole golden hour thing or whatever they call it between seven and eight so, do you know how many hours it's giving you between the nap times? Because for our system, it's pretty much, they say, you know, a two hours awake maximum, but you should try to aim for about an hour and a half kind of regardless. But, you know, to, to your point is, you know, around quarter after, or sorry, I guess around an hour and 15 minutes, he starts to show the sleep cues and he starts to rub his eyes. Like, you can tell that he's he's waiting for it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, 
I, I was wondering, like, is it just sort of following that same thing, just under the guise of, you know, here's a uh, here's a stopwatch? The app instead. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe that's exactly what it is, because um, I feel like it's around two hours every time. Right. Uh, so... Very much. It could very well be just following the example of what you guys are doing. They just somebody was like, you know what we should do? Let's put an ad supported app together. With this yeah, that's right. Make it, a million know? dollars. Yeah. So far, it's been doing great for us. And it, I mean, obviously, you guys are doing what you're doing. Yeah. It's, it's going well for you. But this is the first thing that we've really tried. Like, I remember when Laura, her, Laura heard what you guys were doing. And I don't know if she was like, I don't. I wouldn't say she was poo-pooing it, but she's like, no, that's not what we're going to do. You know, it was just kind of like there was something that we needed to do. I, I don't even remember specifically. That's something that I've been uh, told that's happening a lot lately. Is I don't remember anything. Uh, <laughs> well, join Laura, the club, Mike. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of moments when Laura's like, "Hey, we're going to do this," and I'll be like, "Okay," and then ten minutes later, she'll be like, "All right, what are we doing?" And I'll be like, "I don't know. What are we doing?" And she's like. I just told you what we're doing. You don't remember at all, do you? Were you even listening? And I'm like, no, I listened. I just didn't register any of it. Yeah. It's just in one ear right at the other because I'm like not – I'm not. it's not that I'm not paying attention. It's just that things are not sticking, you know? It's like you're throwing Post-it notes across the room and, and you're lucky if they stick to the wall or not. Yeah. Yeah, no, I find okay. – I kind of find the same thing. Like uh, not that what we're doing changes – you know, constantly, but like when I get home, like I just want to sort of play, I, I'm focused more on, on playing and interacting with them. Cause you know, we're working all day and, yeah. and so I'm hearing this things that she says, but then I just forget it. Cause I was just focused on, you know, making him giggle or making him laugh or something stupid like that. Plus mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm sure the sleep deprivation and, and everything doesn't help either, but yeah. Oh God. I don't know about you, but the last Last maybe three, four days, I've slept like garbage. And it's, I don't know what it is. It's just, so far, it, everything has just gone to crap. Like, yeah, oh, I, no, went, I, I completely get it. Like, I'm doing yeah. the same thing because Ben goes to bed very much at seven o'clock now. But he, uh, I don't know, we'll say for the most part, wakes up between like four and five. And typically, Tiff will handle that. But I'm still waking up. And then, I'm just up and down, up and down, up and down until about quarter to seven when I get up to go to work anyway. And mm-hmm. I praise like so the same sort of thing for you. You're just waking up and staying up kind of thing. Even though we get William to bed at around nine o'clock, 10 o'clock now, we still don't go to bed until much later. And, and that's because of Laura's pumping. Right. So Laura will do a pump at 11 or around 11 and then usually 11.30 rolls around by the time she's finished. And I always stay up to help, like, with the pumps and stuff, like, cause I'll clean up for her so that way she can just get ready for bed faster. Because she, she still gets up to pump at like three in the morning. Sure. So she needs, she needs to get as much to get to, to get to sleep as fast as she can. And most days I sleep through when, when she, her alarm goes off at three in the morning. I just sleep right through it. Mm-hmm. But, the other day, I did not sleep through it. I woke up, and Laura slept through her alarm, and it kept going off. So it would go off for about a minute, and then it would stop, and then it would go off for a minute and then stop, and it just kept doing it, and it woke the baby up, which is unusual. Normally, the the alarms don't wake him up. Right. So he woke up, and then 
she went and she did her pump. And, and I remember because Laura's like, okay, what you got to do to make sure he goes to sleep is don't let him see you. Because if you just rock him back to sleep, because he's in his play thing, like his, his play crib. Right. And, and the level that he's at, you can kind of push, th- push it and it will rock. And it helps him go to sleep. So she's like, if he sees you, he'll get excited and just stay up. So you have to hide. So I'm literally like lying on the bed, <laughs> like pushing it with like, I'm like, he can't see me kind of a thing. Right, right. Like just kind of pushing it, rocking him. And eventually he, he fell asleep. So I just sat, I just lied on the bed, like on my stomach, face down on the bed, my head kind of leaning off the side of the bed so that I wasn't like, you know, suffocating. And then just rocking this baby. And then eventually Laura came in and she's like, did he fall asleep? And I'm like, yeah, eventually he did. And she's like, why didn't you go back to sleep? And uh, and uh, and I'm like, because chances are there was probably a 50% chance that when you came back from the pump, it was going to wake him up again. And there was no point in me going back to sleep because I just have to get up and help anyway. So right. I just stayed. And I've been reading a, a book while I, I've been reading a book from the library. So I was just reading my book from the library while I was waiting for her to come back. But that happened the one night. So that was a bad, that was a bad sleep night. And then the next night we went to bed at around 1130 again and I just did not fall asleep. I couldn't fall asleep. And I know, I don't know if I, I, I couldn't remember if I was thinking about things or, or something like, you know, when you just get something in your sure, brain, yeah, it's really, you, you sort of like dwell on it or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it wasn't even like. But there's those times when you're super tired and it's something really stupid. Like you're thinking about work or something, you know, like, but, but like you, you're, you're in bed, but your, your mind is in this set mindset that you're doing a repetitive work task. I don't know if that's ever, like, I don't know how your job, because I know what your job is. Yeah. I don't know if there's a thing like that where it's like, this is the thing that I do every day for an hour and it's boring and whatever, whatever. So like, that's the thing that you think of is you're just kind of sitting there in bed. Like I used to call them Vietnam or flashbacks of Tim Hortons where I would be sitting there and think I'm in bed and I'm like, Oh, I got to pour these coffees. Like, like, cause that would be the thing that I would be doing repetitively. And, and I'm, I'm awake, but I'm half asleep and I'm just like trying to in my brain, like my brain thinks that I'm constantly pouring coffees and I'm not doing that. I'm lying in bed trying to sleep. So like, it was one of those moments where I'm like, I, I, I assume I, what I was doing was answering emails or something. So I couldn't sleep. And it was probably around two o'clock that I finally fell asleep. And then, of course, I was up again like an hour later because, you know, Laura's alarm was going right. off to, for her to go pump. And and then the next day I was fine, but I woke up when her alarm went off. I fell back asleep and then I woke up because I woke up in the middle of the night or when I when I got up when, when she was pumping, I went to the kitchen because I was super thirsty. Like um, we had gone to the mall that day and like we ate lunch out and I'd ate a, we'd ate dinner out with you guys the night before. Yeah. And uh, with the, the, the number of stuff that we had, I, I was very thirsty because I'd had a lot of salt, you know, a very, a lot of soda, very sodium based. Sure. Thirst. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I got up at three in the morning and I, chugged an entire glass of water because of how thirsty I was. And then I went back to bed 
and I lied on my stomach, and it was the worst possible thing I could have done because I woke up at five in the morning with the worst acid reflux oh, attack no. that I've had in a long time. And like, I actually went downstairs and sat on the couch in the basement because I was coughing so loudly and so much that I thought I was going to wake Laura up. So I, I just hung out downstairs. Thankfully, she didn't sleep the greatest either. So when she got up, she was like, after we feed him, we're going to put him back down to sleep. Like, I'm going to see if I can sleep. And I'm like, I'm going to see if I can sleep too. Yeah. Because I slept like garbage last night. So yeah, it's been the last few days I've needed to take like afternoon naps because I just, I, I just couldn't sleep. I've been having terrible sleeping at night. Well, at least, so. at least you have the ability to take an afternoon nap now and then, right? Like that's a huge yeah. perk. I mean, thankfully it was the weekend. Yeah. I mean, Tomorrow I'm back to work at the office. I f- my boss keeps telling me. I keep telling him. I'm like I'm so tired, and he's like, just sleep on the couch in the in the break room. <laughs> I'm never gonna like wake a, up if you do that. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like take just take a quick nap on the because there's a couch where we have like this one room. It's kind of it's not specifically the break room, but there's like a TV in there. Sure, and yeah. Play video games in there. And he's like, just go in there and lie down on the couch. Take a take a quick twenty. And I'm like, yeah, that will. I uh, well, if I go in there, I will never wake up. And also, I feel bad. I feel bad. Like, I feel like if I go in there to nap and everybody else is still working. Yeah. You know, like. I tell you, the the thing that actually helped us sleep a little bit better was we moved Ben to his own room now. So he's no mm-hmm. longer sleeping in our room. And I don't know what it is, but I think just because we don't hear like, you know, sometimes they'll make noises in the middle of the night and, you know, yep. shuffle around and they're not waking up. They're just, you know, turning on their side or something like that. And I yep. think because we're not hearing that, we're not sort of subconsciously waking up every hour or every, you know, two hours, whatever it is. And that mm-hmm. has helped a lot too. So maybe that's something to consider. I think that the reason that that's not bothering us very much is because we invested in a white noise machine. Well, we have one of those too. But I think, yeah. you know, you just get in tune with the sound of your own kid's voice, right? And, right. you know, I, I don't, at least for me, right? Like if you whisper my name from the other side of the house, while I'm sleeping, I you know shoot up awake, right? So I think it's yeah. kind of the same sort of logic. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely a very light sleeper, but I do find that the white noise has been helping. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I I most nights I sleep through Laura getting up at three in the morning, and like normally that's impossible. Like you know, she farts too loud in her sleep, and right. I'm up. You know, normally. Yeah, of course, normally. Yeah. Yeah. Well then. Yeah, well, you know, what a way to end that. Right? Just, <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of, of new training things. Yes. We, I think I mentioned, I think last week, maybe two weeks ago, that we started feeding Ben some solid foods and that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. We actually saw somewhat of that in action. Yeah, where he tried to eat Even a tater tot. <laughs> <laughs> or yes. whatever it was, yeah. Yeah. No, we uh, we have actually started feeding him proper healthy food. And so part of the whole- Are you saying tater tots are not Well, they're, they're like a, a tier two. You know, it's, okay, it's not like, you know, carrot. It's tater tot is the secondary level. Right. Yeah. Also, on top of that, I'm fairly certain the tater tot that you were offering him was also stuffed with cheese. And, and wrapped with bacon. bacon. Wrapped around it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, shush. That makes us sound like really terrible parents. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we started kind of doing it, you know, more consistently now. And kind of part of the whole child-led thing is they're supposed to feed themselves, right? right? So you're not sitting there with a spoon and, you know, feeding it into their mouth and that kind of thing. And so when Tiff told me this, I was – to say I was skeptical would be an understatement 
Because it's like, mm-hmm. this kid is like five months old. There's not a chance in hell he's going to know how to spoon works, you know, much less be able to hit his of mouth. Of course. Uh, turns yeah. out I am totally wrong. And we got him. They're like, they're like kid spoons. But what it is, is instead of like a scoop, you know, like a typical spoon, it's got mm-hmm. like holes in it, like a, uh, like a bubble wand. You know what I'm talking about? So like you'd sort of dip it in and the food sticks in the the spoon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind okay, of something yeah. like that. And so what we do is we kind of scoop it and the food, you know, sticks in the spoon and then you give him the spoon and then he eats it. And right. holy crap, that kid just shovels it back. Like spoon, really? he grabs the spoon and he just right in the mouth, eats it clean, gives us the spoon back. We then get another one, scoop it again and just rinse and repeat. I am super amazed that this works because I definitely did not think it was going to. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it would. No, but. you wouldn't think so, right? But yeah, it's it's so far so good. I mean, we're only, what, like a week into it right now. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so maybe get William on that, that, that solid food now, Mike. Well, I think we're still going to be a few months <laughs> off of that. Yeah, probably. We actually, we actually were discussing that earlier today. Uh, when we're going to put him out on solid food because um, Laura's still pumping all the time. Sure. And she actually just found out today, this is, should be a helpful tip to, to let you know to the moms who are listening out there or like anyone who is possibly going to become a new mom. This is maybe a tip for your sister if she's going to end up pumping. I don't know. I'm just throwing out people who this tip might be helpful sure. to. Anyway, the tip is Laura, when she was started pumping they told her that she needed to be using a 27 nozzle okay and she originally had 20 25s and they were like no you need to use a 27 and then she talked to like she's in some mom group on facebook it's all people who were in her reddit group it's really weird she's in a reddit group and a, a facebook group that are the same people (laughs) <laughs> okay but but it, like i think the point of the facebook group is like they can talk to each other in real time versus the the reddit sure thing. yeah so because they're it's like they're all in like a big facebook chat like a big group in the on messenger and and what they were talking about was one of them said that oh no like my lactation consultant was wrong i should be i should have been using a smaller one so like the same person some, uh, someone who was in a similar situation suggested that she was told that she should be using 27s like Laura was. And she's like, no, I've I've switched to using 21s and it's way increased the amount of milk I produce in in a single pump and I feel better. Like there it's more comfortable. Okay. So Laura actually she ended up buying new new nozzles, I guess. She she called them what? She called them flanges? I don't remember what she called them. Yeah. They're they're, they're funnels yeah, and they the, go the on the cups, front of the pumps. The nipple cups. Yeah, the cup yeah. thingies. So she said that the 21 if if all goes well, I mean, I guess I can tell you you know, in the future that if it all goes well, that it will be increasing her milk production and then she'll feel better, which would be good because we were talking about this earlier is Laura's hoping to actually start ramping her production down in May, and that's when we're looking to start moving him to solid foods. Right. So, and that's also when she's going to go on her massive diet, she's decided, because she's like, I. she started like, you know, you know how, how it always is, is moms want to lose the pregnancy weight, right? Sure, yeah. 
And she started in January, and then she found her milk production had just dropped, like, off a cliff. Yeah. So she's like, no, I'm always hungry, and it's because I'm producing milk. So she's like, I can't. I can't go on, on any sort of diet right now. So she, she's been off of it, and she's like, when May hits, I'll start weaning back on the feeding, and then I'll kind of kick into my, to my diet. And she's all like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it because – because you're doing so well and and she's going to like use me as a motivation to be like if Mike can can do such a good job of of losing weight then <laughs> or it's less positive if, if Mike can do it then yeah. anybody can yeah. yeah anybody can yeah so <laughs> yeah yeah i know for the food thing for Ben it's it's i don't know if this is a note for Laura or not but apparently mm-hmm. it's more just teaching them how eating works than an mm-hmm. actual like nutritional replacement. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So you're not going to cut a bottle out of his meal because he's, you know, eating mushed up bananas for a meal a day or something like that. Right. But yeah, I mean, eventually you got to cut the cord or pull the plug or whatever anyway. Right. Are you guys using like actual, cause I know you guys are feeding him some real food like bananas and avocados and yeah. crap like that. But are you feeding like baby food? We uh, at all? we're doing a little bit of both. So the baby food is technically not part of the baby led system, mm-hmm. but it's also not like against the system either. So we're just sort of doing a little half and half just to get him used to it. I guess the lo- the logic is is that if you feed them baby food, it teaches them that they just have to like put it in their mouth and swallow versus if they, you know, eat a banana, they kind of have to or like it, mush yeah. it a little bit. So, I mean, in my opinion, if they're doing, you know, if he has the banana, then he has the baby food, you know, he's, he'll figure it out, but I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So we're doing it kind of half and half. That's, that's the stuff he's feeding himself is, is kind of like the, the mushed up carrots or the mushed up whatever, you know, the miscellaneous baby mush that comes out of the jar. So are are you, in regards to baby food, quote unquote, are you buying baby food or are you making baby food? We are, well, we got this one from Ikea, <laughs> believe it or not. They just give it really? to you for free if you go and you have a kid. What? Yeah. You, you just, they just hand you baby yeah, food? Yeah. So if you go to the uh, the Ikea restaurant, I guess I'll say, yeah, um, and you have a child there, they will just give you a jar of baby food for free. What? Yeah. So go to Ikea. Well, and here's a little side thing. I literally just read this, Mike. This has nothing to do with kids or anything like that. Uh, It it kind of came out that Ikea did a study and realized that, hey, if people get hungry, they're not going to shop as long. They're not going to shop as hard. They're going to leave your store and go to McDonald's and go get a chicken McNuggets or something like that, right? So Ikea, that's why they put their, their food in is to keep you shopping, which is probably no real surprise. But what was interesting to me is that Ikea actually mandates that they have the cheapest food by 30% within, I believe, a five-kilometer radius of the store. Hmm. And even if they're selling it at a loss, that's uh, what the price will be. So there's a fun little tidbit that I uh, read about the other day. I'm going to open a restaurant right next to Ikea, and I'm going to make it dirt cheap. (laughs) Yeah. The 99-cent hot dog stand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then at the same time, I'm going to go out of business immediately. <laughs> yeah. What a, but what, it, just so I can get. But yeah, that, anyway, just, that's that's where we got our our first baby food jar from. But I think Tiff is probably going to mix it up some herself. But we'll probably also buy some. I I don't think we have any real hard and fast rules. 
I th- I think Laura is planning to make her own. Okay. I forget the reason why. It's just I keep hearing it in conversation. It's probably like the whole idea that, you know, if you buy it from a jar, it's got, you know, process. There's the whole process and it's got preservatives yeah. and whatever in it. Like, I, I, I think it's also to keep costs down. I mean, like, if we're going to... You know, give them mushed up apples and crap. You know, it'll be easier to just do it ourselves sure, yeah. versus you know paying somebody else. Like, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, that kind of thing. That kind of thing. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, I mean, <laughs> how complex can baby food be? Ram it through the food processor. There you go. You're done. You know. All I can think of is every time I talk, like, there's any kind of talk about baby food. All I can think of is you see, have you seen RoboCop? Right. RoboCop? The movie? The original RoboCop. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the part where they're talking about RoboCop and what he eats? No. And I do they not. like this okay, so there's there's a part in the movie where they're like, "Oh yeah, RoboCop eats this nutritional paste that we make for him." And it, and it just like spits out the side of a box and it looks disgusting. And the one guy, he like tries it and he's just like, "Hmm." Tastes like baby food. Like that's <laughs> so. Every time I think of baby food, I think of of well, RoboCop. So you, basically, because, what you have to do is get William a RoboCop bib, put it on, and then you can just yes. quote it every single time he Tastes eats. Tastes like baby food. Well, there's also a part in the movie too where they like get supplies and they get baby food for RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't they don't even actually acknowledge it. It's just like in the in the pile of supplies is baby food, right? <laughs> He ends up using it as target practice. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. It's yeah. it's win-win. So, you know, when William wants to go hunt his first elk, he can shoot yeah. the, uh, the baby food. Yeah, he can, meet, he can hook up with that kid. In the yeah, exactly. It, it was like fate, Mike. It was fate. Mm-hmm. Has William started... Uh, oh, I, I want to... What's the word? Like, if you sing William a song that he really likes, has he started recognizing that this is something he wants? So... So I'll hop in first. There's a song that we sing to Ben, and I, God, I don't know what the words are. Tiff does most of the singing, but he really likes it. And there's a part in the song where you basically count down from five to one, and then you're supposed to throw them in the air and something like that. And as soon as you start counting, he knows that the throwing is going to come. Okay. Yeah. So has, has William started kind of picking up on that sort of stuff yet or is that still a little the, too early the only one that i can th- think of yeah is laura does this song with him which i'm assuming they learned in the mother yeah, goose it's, class. it's from that circle time class yeah yeah that's the mother goose class yeah mother goose yeah did you forget that it was called that yes i did <laughs> i have never yes. been <laughs> well i haven't been either yeah. but I, I do remember that it's Mother Goose and they do circle time or whatever it is. Okay. Well, anyway, what, with this, this song is is like, the moon is round. Like, I don't know if you know that one. Oh, you know I, I've one? heard this one. Yes, I've heard it a little bit. Okay. So, like, she draws a circle on his face and, and she's like, and the moon has two eyes and a nose and a mouth like me. And I'm, I'm, I'm heavily paraphrasing sure, yeah. the moon song. But- that one seems to be one that he recognizes and smiles at when he likes, like what, when you're doing the song and you're touching his eyes and his and his nose and his mouth. But that's it, really. Like, what about bottles? Like Ben could be furious, but then you yep. put that bottle there and you start because we do formula, obviously, so we kind of mix it in front of him, and then he's just like, okay, 
I'll wait, you know, because he yep. knows that the bottle's coming. Or I do a game, you know, where I basically do like the raspberry thing on his on his stomach, and but I make a mm-hmm. big show of it before, and he knows that it's coming, and he gets all kind of like tense and giggly. Like, does he do anything right. else like that? Well, it's funny because I I was going to bring this up because you you first you brought up songs, and then I was going to say, but this happens. Yeah, he has when it comes to food, he started to recognize the signs. If we're in the bedroom and he's sitting on mommy's lap. And he starts to be upset, and then Daddy gets up and leaves. He realizes when Daddy comes back, Daddy's going to have food with him, and he calms right oh, down. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. And and then when Daddy comes back, he sees that oh, Daddy's here, and he he just like stops what he's doing and he watches me to make sure that I'm like putting together his bottle. Like in some cases, like Laura will have a bottle that's already filled, and I'll be getting a top up or something like sure, that. Sure, yeah. And I'll be coming in with a top up, so he'll watch me as I, I put the top up in. But that is exactly what you were saying: is he he recognizes that that I'm doing that and has figured out, oh, it's oh, it's uh, it's coming. Yeah, it's me, coming. This means and good now, things for Big Will. Yes. Yeah. So I don't need I don't need to cry anymore because I know that the food is coming. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, isn't it fun? Yeah. I, it's it's amazing how fun that kind of stuff is. I will say though, there's the opposite effect, which this this more affected when. We were doing our old nap schedule when we were having difficulties getting him down for naps. Right. But he discovered the pattern of going for a nap. And that's when he would be like, oh, no, shit. No, I don't need this. I don't want this. And then he'd start freaking out. Oh, okay. So so we would put him in his, we'd, we'd, you know, lie him down and then he'd be in his sleep sack. And he'd be like, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, oh, yeah. So he knows what it means. Yeah. Wait a minute, and then you'd lie him down because you would rock. We would rock him, and we'd lie him down so that he'd be in a rocking position, and then he'd freak out. Like he would start crying. He would arch his back so that he like, I don't know how the hell that ga- that baby has a spine of steel. When he arches his back, he like he'll flip off of you, and you're like have to hold him on to him so hard to make sure he doesn't fly off of your out of your hands right. and stuff. But yeah, so that was another one where he would, he's like, oh no, no, this is bedtime. I don't want bedtime. And he'd start freaking out. Yeah. We actually but. had to uh, disassociate the bottle with bedtime because, really? you know, so often, you know, we would, okay, we're going to have the bottle and then you're going to have a nap. And then eventually, you know, you're going to go for your, your big sleep at the end of the day. But now he's not eating as much during the day. He's just doing, I think usually like three bottles during the day, like kind of bigger ones. So we don't do it before he has a nap because then he knows that the only time he's going to nap is if he gets fed first. So now what we do oftentimes is we'll feed him in like the living room, you know, play for five more minutes and then it's bedtime. Like we're not bringing him up to his room, feeding him there, then putting the sleep sack on and that whole routine, right? That's not all in once. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, another fun thing. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. interesting. I, stuff I would never have thought of. But I mean, Tiff researches everything all the time. So uh, same as yeah. Laura. Like, every, I find that every day she tells me something that's just like you know something she's thoroughly thoroughly researched, which was like, oh, I didn't realize this was a problem or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know like, what? Uh, it's, it's funny because you mentioned the mom group thing before, and yeah. every time I hear mom group, I kind of like hold my breath. Because, you know, okay, great that the mom group thinks it's a great idea, but there's a lot of mom groups out there who think that acts or like 
you know, anti-vaxxing is a great idea too. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm always a, a little bit skeptical of the mom group solutions. Right. Like what, what's, what ointments are they suggesting? Yeah, that's right. Well, if just rub that essential oil on under their nose or something, that'll cure everything. I'm like, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like I said, that's always, I always kind of get my back up just a little bit when, when the word mom group gets thrown around. It's interesting though. Cause sometimes, sometimes she'll tell me something that like he's been doing and we've known about it, but then the research will have come in about that. Like, when he would be sleeping, he would fuss. And like like you were saying, you moved Ben out of the room because he would fuss in the middle of the night yeah. and it would stop you guys from sleeping. Even though like he's asleep, he just Yeah, you just you know rolls self, back and forth. Self, yeah. Yeah, he's self soothing, right? So Laura's like, I, I I didn't I don't know if I said anything to prompt it, but next thing I know she's telling me she's like, Oh no, if he was having like a seizure or something, this is what he would do and like demonstrating it for me, and I'm like, Oh, Okay, well, I mean, I, I didn't. I guess I didn't really think that what he was doing was he was having a seizure. But good to know that he's not having a seizure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I just learned something today. Like the yeah, the more you know, right? Exactly, exactly. So now, if he does have a seizure, I do know what he what he does. So. <laughs> You're prepared. Yeah. Exactly. It's funny because I'm I'm like what I could tell you right now what it would be, but like. There's no way that I can think of off the top of my head to describe it without using a visual. Yeah. So for anyone listening to the podcast, which is everyone, yeah. because this is not a video podcast, you all you would hear is just a like that. That's yeah. You're, you're just <laughs> unfortunately shit out of luck. We're not going to help you solve that problem. Yeah. Yeah. It is a visual. I cannot describe it any other way else outside of because that's what Laura did. Let Laura found out. By by watching a video, she watched a vi- a YouTube video of a baby having a seizure because it well like it was it was I guess the whole video was about like is my baby having issues because he's thrashing during sleep but they're like no he's fine this is what he's doing when he's actually having issues and then they showed the visual and then she enacted the visual for me which I have just done for you but of course no one else will see this yeah. so no so but I am prepared whatever. though Mike so I appreciate that help. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so now you know. <laughs> and I will tell no one else. Yeah. Yeah, just just visually do it to some people. Just go to your brother and go eh, and then he'll know. Yeah, him. it's like, "Oh, okay, great." Yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh, good. Good to know that that's what a seizure, baby seizure looks like. So. <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> but I I think on that note, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds Full-Time Dads. Very heavy baby episode, I will say. And you, and you know what? I am not even halfway through my list of baby stories. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Well, maybe we yeah. can incorporate some of them into the next episode yes, because absolutely. we're actually we're actually doing a double header this time. Uh, you are actually going out of town for a week, and we're going to record the next episode as soon as I finish this one. So. You guys will still hear it at the normal time. You guys are not going to miss an episode. We're you're still going to get an episode every every Thursday as usual. But we're recording uh, two episodes in a row, so the next episode might not be as baby heavy. So that's why this episode is so baby yes. heavy. Got to get them all but, out uh, right away. But next episode, we're also going to talk about uh, Game of Thrones because the we're you and I are both excited very. for the final season started and I mean it'll be very timely to release a podcast the Thursday before the final episode and where we talk about Game of Thrones so 
So look forward to that on your next episode next week. But for now, if you want, you can follow along our adventures in parenting at parttimenursfulltimedads.com, as well as on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and all of your other favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us to let us know any helpful tips or even to tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send us an email to the dads at parttimenurs at full parttimenursfulltimedads.com. Or you can message us on Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT Nerds, FT Dads. Don't message us anything about Game of Thrones. As I said, we're recording this episode immediately. So your opinions on Game of Thrones will come way too late to be on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we will talk to you soon. Those are very professional intros and extras this time, Mike. Hey, well, you know, so I can turn it on. I can turn yeah, it on. Yeah, that's right. You get a little more sleep in you. All of a sudden, you're just cracking them off. Uh, oh, super gassy. Thanks, asparagus. Nothing. <laughs> Worst part of asparagus is how it makes your pee smell afterwards. It's going to make my pee smell. Yeah. And I don't like it. I don't yeah, like yeah it. I can always tell when I've eaten it because I love it. I love it, but you can always tell. <laughs>